0: Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. What's up? Hey there, it's December. Now, you may or may not realize this, but I had decided to take the whole month of December off. It's a long story. It's really crazy, interesting. I can't even wait to tell you the story. I, I cannot wait to share with you this crazy thing that happened because I decided to take the whole month off. So the episodes that you've been listening to on The Shaleen Show, I actually recorded in November. I kind of stockpiled them so that I would have them ready for you during the month of December and I could take that time off. I'm going to get to how this all comes together in a future episode, but I just wanted to mention it in case you're listening before Christmas, before the holiday season, and you're thinking about giving, gift giving specifically. Now I don't know if I'm on your list but just in case I am let me make it really easy for you. Here's what would make my world. The gift I would find so meaningful is if you thought of somebody who might not know about this show, who might not already subscribe to it, who fits the mold. You know what I mean? Like they're they're like us. They would sit down at lunch with you and I and we would all just like chat for hours. Like you know who that I'm talking about. You're you know exactly what type of person is perfect for The Shalene Show. It's somebody who loves personal development, who is eager to just be a better person. Um, they probably love to read or love to learn. They love expanding their knowledge and meeting new people and just being better. So if somebody came to mind and you suspect that they don't know about this show and you want to give me a gift during this holiday season, the ultimate gift would be for you to send that person a text and say, I want you to subscribe to this show. That's the gift that keeps on giving because as you and I both know, the guests, the topics, the stuff that we put on the Shaleen Show is all about making you a better person. And that just has a total trickle down effect. If you do that, I wanna know it so I can thank you for it. All you have to do is take a screenshot of it and then post it to Twitter. I'm at Shaleen Johnson. If you do that, I'll see it because believe it or not, it's the one social media platform where I don't get as much interaction as I do on, say, Instagram or Facebook. So when people leave me um, an inbox or a direct message on Instagram, or they even at me on Instagram, or even on Facebook, I get so many messages that I don't always see them. I try to but, you know, my family comes first and there's only so many hours in the day. The ironic thing about Twitter, and, and this could change after this announcement, is that I see every mention that I get because I'm not getting that many. So if you do this, if you give me this gift, I want to thank you for it. I want you to send, take a screenshot of the text message that you send to your friend and say, hey, have you heard about this show? I want you to subscribe. And that would be the ultimate gift to me. I want to give you a gift. I want to share with you my top five millionaire mantras, or you can call these million-dollar mantras. These are the beliefs that I live by, and I, I certainly didn't come up with these on my own. I want to be perfectly frank and let you know that I really feel like my education didn't start until I was out of college. I mean, truly. That's when I really started studying successful people. And I wanted to know what was the difference between people who seemed really stressed out, like they were wealthy or they seemed to be successful from the outside. But I also knew that they were overwhelmed or that they were spending everything that they were making. So they were under mounds of debt and pressure and they were unhappy. And I wanted to know what was the difference between those kind of people and people who were calm and, and they were also very successful or wealthy, but more importantly, they seemed generous and secure and unrushed. And I didn't know for sure, but it seemed like these people were living life according to their own rules. Like they weren't caught up in all the trappings of success. And so they seemed much happier. And I started studying these people and it's been many years in kind of figuring out which of these mantras most make the difference in my life. And I want to share what I believe are the top five. These are the millionaire mindsets. Today, I share with you what I believe are the top five of them, not just to be wealthy or financially secure, but to be generous and happy and a balanced person. My first million-dollar mantra is that if you're doing what's right and your intentions are good and they're well thought out, you don't need to spend an ounce of your energy worrying about what other people think, much less trying to convince people or win other people's approval. If what you're doing is right, if your intentions are good, if your intentions are pure, and you're worrying about what other people think, then you're not living according to your own rules. I mean, don't forget that most people, generally speaking, are pretty negative. And other people's negativity isn't personal. Most negative people are negative, not just to you, but to just about everybody. It's kind of how they get a response from people. It's how they make themselves feel important. And even when the situation does seem personal, even if someone is insulting you directly, it usually has less to do with you and a lot more to do with them. What others say and do and their opinions are 90% of the time based on their own self-reflection. So rather than worrying about pleasing people who, quite frankly, will never be happy, never be happy with themselves, so how will they ever be happy with you? rather than working really hard to please those people and, and to make your case and to make sure you have their approval, make me a promise, make yourself a promise to just do what's right. Know what your intentions are, You know, be pure about that and, and be honest with yourself and treat other people the same way you would wanna be treated. And of course, apologize if you hurt someone and especially if you've done so and you know that you did something wrong, then, then apologize and move forward. Don't spend a moment thinking about other people's opinions of you and what you've done if you know you're doing what's right and you know your intentions are pure and you're doing not only what's right for you, but what's right based on your principles and and in accordance with the way you want to live your life and what you know is good and what's aligned with your priorities. Promise to spend far less time on people who spend all of their time criticizing others, the people who are kind of stuck. Be aware and be careful not to spend too much time or energy on people who are, they're stuck. They're not doing much. They don't have the type of integrity and priorities and persistence and the direction that you have. You know, it's okay to laugh at your mistakes because you're going to make them. So don't worry about people pointing them out for you. Don't worry about perfection. There isn't a perfect person. There's so much more power in humility. And there's great courage that can be found in vulnerability. And why do I say that? Because you've got to be open to who you are and, and the progress that you're making. And, and that sometimes means being vulnerable. And it's difficult to be vulnerable if we're always worried what other people think. You know, if you show me someone who's consumed with what other people think, I will show you someone who's stuck. They're typically someone who's like uncomfortable to be around. They're difficult to connect with. And they're certainly not very inspirational. We are all human. And it's really hard to do good things if you don't feel good about yourself. Even if you're perfect in every sense of the word, There's going to be a handful of people that will still find fault with you, period, end of subject, and no place is that more obvious than on Facebook. I have to admit that from time to time, I get distracted by this too. You know, our brain kind of, it can zero in sometimes on negative comments and negativity. And my friend, Dr. Michaela Sarno says, the reason why this is, is not because we're necessarily attracted to negative but we look for negative as a way to protect ourselves. In other words, our brain looks for danger. Our brain looks for things that makes us susceptible. And because of that, our brains are kind of conditioned to notice negative. It's one thing to notice negative. It's quite another to engage in it and to give it energy. So from time to time, I'll have like a thousand really positive complimentary comments on Facebook. And then one negative Really mean, sometimes even cruel comment from just like one person. And not only will I. Find myself wanting to engage with this person, but I'll see everybody else starting to engage with this one person, which as you can imagine, then gives it legs. And then the conversation turns from whatever positive thing we were talking about to this like negative debate. And then all these people like, did you know, kind of like attacking and fighting back and forth. And it just, it breeds this negativity. And on those occasions where I have. Actually, engage in those conversations and try to either defend myself or further explain my position or just kind of try to turn this person's opinion around of me. Nine times out of 10, when I then go to their Facebook wall or their, their own page, I find out it's, number one, someone whose account is private. There's no photos of them. Or it's like a 15-year-old pimply-faced boy who's sole purpose in life is to pick battles on Facebook. And I'm always like, wah, wah, like I should have known, you know? So now what I try to do, no matter how tempting it is to get into a debate or to defend myself or to, you know, change a person's opinion, I just delete it. It's, I have ownership of the page. It's my party. I can delete you if I want to. And that's the best way to do it. It's not that I don't want people to dissent or to offer an opposing opinion, that's totally cool. It's those people who are like rude and negative and out of line that create so much commotion and attention and chaos that if I don't delete them, I'm giving negativity a platform and I'm giving it energy. And the same should be true of those people in our lives who do the same thing. They just, they want to disagree with you. They want you to feel judged. Basically, they just want attention from you even if it's negative attention, well, don't give it to them. Because when you give it to them, it just grows stronger. Promise me that in the next 12 months, you'll recognize that negative energy grows when you give it attention. So delete it, dismiss it, or just ignore it. My number two mantra, no one is responsible for your progress or your success or your missteps except you. Now that's really good news. That shouldn't make you feel like you're alone. Rather, it should empower you. That means it's up to you to ask for help. It's up to you to do the research. It's up to you to set the goals. It's up to you to learn the skills, the knowledge, to get outside of your comfort zone, to, to do the things that other people know they need to do, but it's just too dang uncomfortable and they won't do it. To do the things others will not. That part is up to you. It doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. But it does mean asking for help, learning the things you need to learn, taking responsibility for your future is entirely up to you. No one's going to ride in on a white horse with a shield to save the day. It's up to you. You're in charge of your destiny. You're in charge of your education, your knowledge. You're in charge of where you spend your energy. You're in charge of your mood, your happiness, your beliefs. Everything is up to you. Nobody else has been commissioned with the job of changing your life, designing your life and executing it, except you. Excuse makers are my biggest pet peeve. I can't stand it. Can you hear me pulling out my hair? There's just nothing more annoying to me than when I meet someone who, they're unhappy with their circumstances and they love to point fingers at all the people who didn't help them and all the other people who are responsible for the position that they're in today and why they're not happy. No one owes you anything, nobody, not one person except you. Look in the mirror. If you're not happy with your circumstances, look in the mirror, start there and move forward. Unless you're a minor child, nobody else has been commissioned to take care of you except you. And that's a pretty cool thing because nobody cares as much about your future and your success as you do, or at least nobody should care more about it than you do, so it's up to you. So stop pointing the finger at other people or making the excuse that, so-and-so didn't teach me how to do this, or I didn't have parents who sent me to college, or I never had a role model to show me how to do this. No one's gonna step in and show you how to do this. There is no manual called success. You just have to do it yourself. And the sooner you realize that, the quicker you can employ these power-based beliefs and change your life. Dude, it's it's your job. It's your responsibility. How many times you've heard someone say I'm a self-made millionaire versus the number of times you've heard someone say I'm a millionaire because I inherited my money. If you're waiting around for someone to do something for you, good luck with that big fat excuse. That's all that it is. You know, so stop pointing at other people and assuming that you're in your position because you didn't have somebody supporting you or because you didn't have a mentor or a coach, parents who could pay for education. It's up to you, you know, it really is. If you're listening to this, it it means you have access to technology. It probably means you have access to the internet. If you have access to the internet, you have access to everything. Don't point the finger at anyone else when it comes to your failures or your successes. Your life is up to you. And if you ask me, that's pretty cool. Number three, in order to have good fortune and incredible blessings, you have to feel like you already have an abundance of it. You can't just say that, you really have to feel it. And I think one of the only ways to do that is to acknowledge everything you have that's good. I think we get caught up in comparing our lives, our bank account, our house, our bodies, and everything else to the people around us and the things that we see on TV and that makes us feel like maybe we're not blessed. It makes us forget that there are so many amazing things happening in our lives. We have so much good fortune, we have been blessed. The best way to feel blessed, to really take notice of all of the good fortune that has come your way is to actually take an inventory of it. I know this may sound basic, but if you took out a pen and a piece of paper and if you're driving, Make a mental note to yourself that when this program is over and you have the opportunity to do some writing, make a list of all of the things that you realize right now, if they were gone tomorrow, life would suck. You know, like the car that you're driving, even if it's not your dream car, how blessed are you right now to have a vehicle to take you from point A to point B? There's so many people within a five mile radius of where you are this moment who don't have a working vehicle your health do you have your vision do you have your hearing do you have the ability to exercise do you have people who love you do you have a roof over your head do you know when your next meal is coming like these are all legitimate blessings that sometimes we take for granted but if you if you put them on paper if you just start listing them at their most basic level the things that that in other third world countries people just don't have and they still feel blessed. If you start making an inventory, a list of all of the incredible things that if they went away tomorrow, you would be pretty upset. You'd realize that there are so many blessings. You probably don't have enough pages in your pad of paper to list them all, but just do it. You know, just keep writing and writing and writing. And you'll start recognizing that there are so many things that you're grateful for that you, you don't have to tell yourself that you feel blessed. You're actually going to feel blessed. You're going to feel a sensation coming over your body. You're going to feel happier about your situation. You're going to feel blessed. And there's this crazy thing that happens when you feel like you are blessed beyond belief and it's more blessings. It's true. I've seen this happen with so many people. I've seen it happen in my own life. Whenever I shift my emphasis, making that shift from scarcity, thinking that I don't have enough, to abundance, to abundance, realizing I have all the money I need. I have all the friends that I could ever want. I have everything that I need right now. I have enough. I have more than enough to shift my thinking to really believe and to feel that I'm blessed beyond measure. When I do that, the crazy thing is more blessings come in. It's it's just how it works. I can't explain it. I don't know that I need to, but I promise you, this works. You truly have to feel it. You really have to take an inventory of all the ways your life has been blessed. And when you do that, you'll stop working towards a perfect life. You'll stop chasing things. And you know what? When you're feeling grateful, it's nearly impossible to feel any other emotion, but happiness and joy. That's what gratitude does for us. And it starts by counting our blessings. My number four mantra is to expect that 80% of the time I'm gonna hit my mark. And that needs to be my goal. Because to expect 100% is to set yourself up for failure. It's just unrealistic. If you make it your goal to hit your mark 80% of the time, you will be successful. You just can't expect that things are always going to go right. You also have to adopt the mindset that those, those missteps, those miscalculations, those errors, if you will, those things that other people call failures, those are going to happen. They're supposed to happen they actually make you more successful. It's the 80-20 rule, right? It's expecting that 20% of the time I'm going to wake up and not be in the mood to do anything. That 20% of the time things are not going to work out as I expect them to. That 20% of the people I meet are not going to like me. That that 20% of my outcomes are not going to be as I'd planned them to be. And I think that people who are successful recognize that's life. It's like the waves crashing in the ocean. You expect highs and lows, and it's those highs and lows that help us to identify that life is good, you know? But if, if you set yourself up thinking that every day, 100% of the time, you're going to eat clean. You're going to exercise, you're going to get through every single item on your to-do list, that 100% of the time you're going to feel good when you wake up and accomplished when you go to bed at night, that 100% of the time you're going to hit your mark. If you do that, and that's your expectation, you'll always be disappointed, you know, because it's it's just not possible. It's just not within the realm of reality. So successful people, people who are really effective with their life, they understand that 80% of the time, if I hit my mark 80% of the time, that's huge. And by allowing myself to expect that there are going to be ups and downs, I feel pretty good about myself. I'm I'm never disappointed in myself. And and that's important because how we stay motivated is by feeling good about ourselves. It's, it's really tough to get yourself up each day if you feel like you are a disappointment to others. And most importantly, you're a disappointment to yourself. You're not reaching your own potential. But if you know that the goal is 80% and you're trying to apply the 80-20 rule to your life, you will feel very accomplished. Just expect that there's going to be speed bumps. They're no big deal. Nobody's perfect. Nothing goes exactly according to plan. It's all part of the process. Don't beat yourself up over it. And most importantly, don't let a speed bump become an obstacle. And that leads me to my number five million dollar mantra. The joy is in the journey. And that includes the speed bumps. So rather than getting all caught up in the actual goal, what I want you to be excited about, what I want you to feel accomplished because of, is the difficulties that you get through. Someone once said, success is sweet and sweeter if long delayed and gotten through many struggles and defeats. You know, if you get all caught up in hitting the mark, just checking that thing off your list and accomplishing the goal, you've missed the point. The point is the progress. The point is the struggle. It's the things you had to learn in order to accomplish that goal, or at least in an effort to accomplish that goal. It's the people you met. It's the way that you've expanded your mind and your brain and your abilities and and all of these things that make you a better person, more evolved. Like that's what's cool about it. And if you just learn to love that part of it, even if you don't hit your goal, you're going to feel really good. You'll learn to love the journey and therefore you'll love your life your life will begin to get better to improve when you define what it means to improve. There are no shortcuts. And in fact, when people are handed things or they're given a shortcut, it's just not as exciting. I mean, my husband and I both say that we, there's people who we love and we believe in their potential and we wanna give them our, our courses for free or we'll, we will we wanna give them a scholarship to attend one of our trainings or seminars. But whenever we do that, we know it's a disservice to them because there's, there's no difficulty in earning it. There's no, as they say, skin in the game. Like You've, you've got to save your money and make that investment in yourself. And you've got to feel that pang of discomfort when you pull out your credit card and you make an investment in your own personal development. And, and most of the time, and there are exceptions, but most of the time when we've given that gift to people, they don't do anything with it because there's no challenge in it. You know, it doesn't feel special. It's like these children who are given everything, right? And and they don't take care of those possessions because there was no challenge in earning it. There was no difficult journey in earning that for themselves. So if you learn to enjoy the process, the journey, the difficulties, and every single difficulty that you get through, you can take a moment to take a deep breath and look back and go, whoa, that, that's pretty cool. I got through that. That was hard. That was really hard. That was kind of a big deal, wasn't it? How often do we stop and, you know, really take an inventory of the things that we've done, like our amazing accomplishments, the things that we've been through, that crazy journey, and other people didn't do it with the grace and the integrity and the faith that you did. Take a moment right now and think about something in just the last 12 months that was really difficult, really hard, and you got through it, and it was a big deal was a really big deal. Take a moment to monument that. I really hope you're listening to this right now with someone who knows you, who can look at you and say, you know what was a really big deal that you got through this year? Let them do that for you. Give them a moment, hit pause and say, all right, go ahead, tell me, what did I get through this year that was kind of a big deal? Because sometimes we're too close to it to even give ourselves credit. But when you give yourself credit, you're acknowledging the journey. And that's the reward. Find joy in the journey. And so often, the more treacherous the road, the more difficult the journey, the harder it was to get there, the more rewarding it feels once you arrive. So there you go. Those are my five millionaire mantras. You can call them million dollar mantras if you want. Those are just really important principles to live by. I try to live my life by them, and I hope that you will too. I have to tell you that this has been one of the most rewarding years ever, and it really has a lot to do with this, podcasting. I don't know what's going to come of this, but I really feel like my relationship with many of you has changed. I really, really can't even describe how rewarding this process has been. So I want to thank each and every one of you for subscribing to the show. I know I've said this before, but it's so important you actually subscribe to the show. Even if you think you already did subscribe, so many people tell me that they update their phones or for whatever reason, they look and suddenly they are not subscribed to The Shaleen Show. It's really important that you are actually subscribed. It helps the show reach more people. It allows me to rank a little bit higher in iTunes, in which, as you know, it's really important that I try to reach new people. Like That's the whole purpose behind doing this show to connect with people I haven't even met yet. So do me a favor, double check your phone, make sure you are subscribed. When you do that, again, it's free. It just ensures that the episodes automatically show up on your phone. You don't have to download each and every episode. They'll just be there waiting for you when you're ready. And if there's an episode you don't want to listen to because you don't like think the title sounds that interesting, you know, that's your problem. But it's free and it's free content. So you've got free will. You don't have to listen to it. But at least it's there for you. And I want to thank everybody who left me a message about my last episode on body image. Man, that episode totally struck a chord with people. Um, My Facebook comments were really deep. The messages that you left for me by going to ShaleenJohnson.com forward slash podcast. They were really powerful. I wanna play a couple of those for you now and I just wanna thank everybody who uses that feature because I love it. It gives me an idea of what you're thinking and what you're experiencing after you listen to each episode. So thank you for leaving me those messages. Hey Shalene, it's Liberty. I just finished the podcast with Keith. I love Fit Fridays and Kicking It with Keith. Love to hear his voice too. But um, about the body image and um, that one was amazing because I grew up in a home very opposite of yours uh, where my dad made up songs um, about my sister and I, um, especially my sister and my mom. But um, the song he made up for my sister was Patty Fatty 2 by 4 couldn't fit through the bathroom door so she peed on the floor. I grew up with a horrible, horrible body image, and, um... And first, I just really appreciate that you did this show. It hit home on a lot of areas for me and what I remember experiencing as a child. Especially, I appreciate that you touched on not only insecurities around being overweight, but on the insecurities of not being able to gain weight, and I heard it all as a kid too and I still remember the day that a young boy in sixth grade was chasing some friends of mine at the swimming pool and he wouldn't chase me because he called me an anorexic chicken god which looking back on now I can chuckle a little bit about it but it definitely um, left an impression and I I had tons of insecurities. Hi Shaleen this is Gail I just listened to your podcast with Keith, your conversation with Keith on family body issues, and I absolutely love the advice. made me more aware of what I don't even know I'm saying in front of my own daughter as I go through my weight loss journey. I have a little five-year-old boy who is very fit and a very healthy weight. Tell me he didn't want to wear a shirt because he was fat which is by no means true. And it hurt me and absolutely broke my heart. My negativity towards myself was not only hurting me, but him also. And it's something my mother did to me also. Just after listening to your episode and just, I've always thought this, but just more kind of just encouraged me that I need to stop the negativity, not only for my kids, but for also me and my husband, who is also trying to be healthy and it's just time to bring positivity back into our house and to start changing it from within. Again, you can leave me a message by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast. You'll see there's a little widget there that allows you to record me a voicemail, and you can delete it and re record it until it's just right. Well, I've enjoyed this time with you and I hope that you'll check in with me again before the start of the new year. I would love to invite you to join me on my 30-day challenge. First of the year is the best time to do that. You can do so by going to 30daypush.com. By the way, all of these links are always in my show notes. So frankly, the only web address you need to remember is shaleenjohnson.com forward slash, yep, you guessed it, podcast. That's it. You'll always find everything I mentioned in the show. You'll find that there. You'll find the little widget that allows you to record me a voicemail message. You'll find links to my 30-day challenge, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I have to tell you, I, I love you. So until we get a chance to spend some more time together, be blessed, be well, and be totally awesome.